With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Vikings Ventline, the off-season edition, back for another episode here. Declan Goff to take you through another edition of Vikings Ventline. Of course, Vikings Ventline roams on during the regular season with Mackie, Judd, and myself. We welcome on a ton of Vikings fans immediately after every Vikings game. The off-season edition, however, a little bit of a different format, obviously, with the Vikings not playing games uh, in the playoffs right now. So instead, I'd like to bring on a couple fans each week. We talk about the season that happened. We talk about off-season expectations, the draft, etc. So really excited to talk to my guys Dylan and Ryan here in just a little bit. And as I mentioned, this is Vikings Event Line, and it is your show. So if this is something uh, you want to be a part of, if you'd like to join this show in a future episode, please hit me up. Uh, for the YouTube audience, it's scrolling across the bottom of the page. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. For the podcast audio audience, hit the subscribe button on YouTube for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you listen. We appreciate that. Uh, going to be a blast. You're going to talk some draft. Going to talk uh, some off se- uh, some uh, season takeaways last year for the Vikings as well. So really excited to talk to Dylan and Ryan here. And yeah, hit me up if you want to join this ep- uh, join a future episode of Vikings Ventline. I love meeting and talking to as many Vikings fans as possible. Uh, try to keep this show going throughout the entire year, uh, meeting Vikings fans and talking to Vikings fans. So this is a safe space. Whether you agree with us or disagree with us, doesn't matter. Uh, it's a welcoming show here on Purple Daily on Vikings Bentline. So appreciate everyone tuning in and listening and watching him. All right, so let's get our guys in here. Let's get uh, my guy Dylan. Dylan's in here uh, from Iowa. Uh, Dylan, you said your wife's a Chiefs fan and you're a Vikings fan. So that must be a little little rough for you sometimes in the household. It can be sometimes, but if she's winning, I'm winning. So, nice. but if I'm winning, who knows? 
I got our guy, uh, Ryan here. He's just having some technical uh, issues. He's working on the back and he's about to join us too. But yeah, you were, you're telling me off Mike, your chief started at, or your wife, excuse me, started as a chiefs fan. And then you started as a Vikings fan. Was there some animosity when you guys first met that that was brought up? Uh, how, how did that go down? We had to both lay each other out that you were both opposite fan bases here. Um, I think we were, I think we were pretty good on the most part. I was actually the one to actually talk her more about football than everything, <laughs> everybody else. Like she did high school cheerleading and everything. And she's like, Oh, I've learned so much more from you than I've done through all at high school. I'm like. That yeah. helps. That definitely helps. And I know you said you've been, you've been rooting for the bills in uh previous playoff games, obviously chiefs and bills on Sunday too. So that's going to be a, uh... A, a fun one so uh good luck to you good luck to both of you there as you watch that one happen and and take place as we wait for uh, ryan to join here i guess we'll just get started here dylan um i'm curious man so the vikings are on the clock at pick 11 there's mm-hmm. a lot of holes on the board here uh you've seen we already started to see some mock drafts uh pile up from experts and from fans and numerous outlets and i'm curious what, what's your take dude do you want to see the vikings take a quarterback would you rather see them take a defensive player in round one. What do you want to see the Vikings do this offseason in the draft? I want to see them really take the mo- the best available. But my insight is like, I want them to take quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. And if they can bring like a bridge QB with the first round QB to like learn and stuff. So yeah, BPA is always a good bet to make, right? Best player available. Um, usually ends up being a, a good good bet to make for them. And, man, with so many holes, right, quarterback, defensive tackle, uh, defensive line even, or edge rusher, a lot of different areas. Is there any rookie quarterback? Obviously, like, maybe we'll assume that Caleb Williams, Drake, may are off the board and probably out of the actual potential of the Vikings getting them. Uh, is there a certain quarterback you're looking at that you kind of like so far in the uh, pre-draft process? I'm really high on the Jaden Daniels from LSU mm-hmm. and Bo Nix and – Michael Penix Jr. I feel like they have a lot of good skills that kind of fit in KOC schemes. Jan- Daniels is interesting because, yeah, if he can stay healthy and if he's available and, like, maybe falls to, like, five or six, um, I wonder if the Vikings trade up. Are you are you against trading up? Would you trade up to maybe go get Jaden Daniels and jump up, like, six or seven spots, or is that a little bit too rich for your blood? Oh, I'm pretty open to it. Got to risk it for the biscuit on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's uh, I'm I'm curious what they want to do here, man. I mean, pick eleven. Those first two quarterbacks, obviously, in May and Williams, are probably going to be off the board. But Daniels is interesting. How about Michael Penix? Obviously, you've been able to see him a little bit um, in the national championship game in a big season at Washington. Does Michael Penix do anything for you? Yeah, like I I know he kind of struggled a little bit during the national championship game, but other than that, he's looked really good. He seems like he has a good arm, can read defenses pretty good. Just yeah. the injury concerns from the past, so a little bit of red flag, but. Yeah, those knees are a little bit of a potential issues there. I know he's had a lot of injuries too, and I mean, he's been in college forever, it seems like. Um, so if, if they were to draft a quarterback, are you on board with that guy starting week one? Do you want to see Kirk brought back, or do you want to more see one of those bridge guys you're talking? Which, which one of those bridge quarterback options out there do you kind of want to see the Vikings maybe go after? Um, I would like them to get a QB, and if at all possible, if Kirk Cousins could, Kirk Cousins could do a team-friendly deal, mm-hmm. have him sit behind him for a year or two, and then him then give him the keys. Yeah, I 
I'm not I'm not against that either. And especially if like Daniels is off the board and maybe they even take a JJ McCarthy or yeah, Michael Penix or a Bo Nix, maybe even at like the back end, like if they trade down a couple spots or even trade back up into the first round. Um, you know, I, I think that's also totally plausible. Do you do you trust Quasey here though? I mean, first draft, a little bit of roughs last year's draft, there was some, you know, good finds, obviously in Addison and Ivan Pace. How, how do you feel about Quasey? Uh, draft strategy so far? I'm a little nervous because the 2022 draft class was not very good. Yeah. But I feel KOC is going to put in a lot of input of who he wants drafted in those spots. Same with Ryan Flores as well. Totally. Totally. We'll get to Flores here in just a little bit. I think we got Ryan now, though. Ryan, Ryan's calling from his truck, he told us offline. So you're, uh, you're on the road a little bit there, sir. How you doing? Yeah, it's been it's been quite the week. There's been a lot of weather down south. I got delayed, and uh, man, the service just is not very good here today. Oof, where where are you uh, stuck right now, or where are you in the south? Uh, I'm in Bears country right now. I'm in southern Illinois, so I'm in enemy territory. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, Ryan, I asked Dylan the same question. I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you want to see the Vikings do in the draft? Do you want to see them take a quarterback, find the future guy right away? Do you want to see them maybe build up the defense? What, what do you want to see the Vikings do in round one of the draft? Well, to be honest with you, I think the correct answer is both, right? I mean, if they make some moves, they do they do some things uh, with some trade about that in a minute, I think they could possibly do both. Now, if they can't do both, then I'm all for you got to go with a quarterback, right? I mean, I'm I'm a big Kirk Cousins guy. All my friends know I love Kirk Cousins, but I don't know that we're going to get him at, at a very good price. And we have a lot of holes in this team right now. So if we can get a rookie quarterback in the first round, worst case second will be sitting a lot better. So I would love to see them go quarterback. But, man, that defense is uh, very suspect. We'll talk about that as well. But, um, I think we got to go quarterback. I think we got to move off him. We have to have a future. Worst case scenario, you draft somebody that's going to be like Mahomes, sit behind him for a year. Maybe Jordan Love, sit behind him for three years. Maybe have a bridge court. We have to have a future for this team moving forward. Ryan, are, are you looking at any specific rookie quarterback? Has one kind of caught your eye more than the other that would fit maybe well in purple next year? Well, to be honest with you, in the semifinals of the uh, college playoffs, I, I was pretty impressed with Penix, and then all of a sudden the championship game happened. I'm like, well, I'm not related anymore. So um, I will say this. I don't watch a ton of college football, but a guy like Bo Nix maybe catches my eye a little bit. I think we might be able to grab him a little further back. Jaden Daniels, I, I think we'd have to maybe move up to get Jaden Daniels. Of course, uh, Caleb Williams is, he's going to go in the first couple of picks. So we won't have uh, a chance. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard show podcast Monday through Friday, as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard show app, wherever you get your podcasts or visit Tom It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good options for him, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what they end up uh, doing on the defensive front here. 
Uh, Dylan, what do you think? Do you think Brian Flores can continue to improve this defense? Have you, did you like what you saw? I know things got a little wonky on the bookends of this season, but do you trust Dylan that Brian Flores is still the right guy and the Vikings defense is still trending in the right direction? I say so from last year being almost pretty much dead last to where they are right now. I think Flores did a really great job and for him getting another year picking players who think would be good for his scheme. It's going to get better. Is is this also Dylan for you? Is it contingent that Daniel Hunter comes back? Um, Obviously, it'd be great to have him, but do you think the Vikings are going to be able to to re-sign him and keep him around for 2024 and beyond? It's kind of hard to say, but like I'm saying, yes, yeah. they're going to bring him back. Yeah. Ryan, how about you, man? Uh, do you do you like Brian Flores' chances of coming back here? Were you impressed with what you saw? What, what did you think of the first year or first time defensive coordinator for the Vikings this year? You, you know, I got to be honest, I wasn't going to be coming back. But with that said, I mean, it sounds like he's not really getting any interviews, right, as far as head coaching positions. So I, I believe he's going to be a Viking here before. And the guy's a magician, right? I think back, back to the movie Major League, you know, when they're like, who are these guys, right? And I think that's how he was the first few weeks with our defense. We have just a – and he did such a great job through the heart of the season – really scheming things, creating pressures, getting exotic blitzes to get pressure on the quarterback. Now, with that said, there's a lot of smart people out there in the NFL that kind of caught what he was doing, and they looked at it, and they're like, wow, we can expose the whole, I guess, the whole middle of the field with the Vikings to bring a lot of people to get pressure. So in order for him to take them steps forward, I think we're going to have to solidify the defensive tackle position. Um, I think we ranked dead last as far as uh, um, as far as getting after the quarterback from that position, and we also ranked very far back when the quarterback for the other team was targeting the middle of the field. And if these was were bad, I think that was more because we had to bring them um, to get any kind of pressure on the quarterback. So if we can get him some guys to play with, I think he does a heck of a good job. We're pretty lucky to have him. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at what Ed Donatel did and wasn't, I shouldn't say wasn't able to do really, uh, and what Brian Flores was able to take with, man, not a lot of cooks in that kitchen outside of Daniil Hunter and Harrison Smith and taking Josh Metellus and making him to like the Swiss Army knife and taking Ivan Pace Jr., who was a great UDFA, and putting him as like a green dot linebacker by the end of the season. A lot of positives for, for that defense. And yeah, I think in general, it's probably tracking the right direction. You just want to see them make proper adjustments where, you know, by the end of the year, yeah, they were getting exposed and they were letting up big yardage and giving up big plays. And all in all, a good job by Brian Flores, but I think there's still a little bit more to be desired. And that's probably going to have to fall on personnel that they find in the draft, some free agents fix, because, man, they were pretty barren and they were really raw and experienced last year. So if they're able to fix that, uh, I think the defense, yes, is going to be getting back in the right direction. Uh, Dylan, we had a pretty controversial topic. Uh, by the way, I was out of this episode. I was on my deathbed, essentially. Uh, but we, uh, Mackie and Judd talked about the idea of trading Justin Jefferson. Is this a non-starter for you? Are you open to the idea? Where do you kind of fall on this? I am open to it if it's for a deal that we can't refuse. Otherwise, I am pretty dead set on keeping Jefferson. Because if they draft a QB, I think Jefferson would be a great wide receiver to develop mm-hmm. with. 
Yeah, you'd have to get right to your point, like a king's ransom, a yeah, godfather-like deal he can't refuse. Um, you definitely aren't trading him for pennies on the dollar, even though he's coming off the hamstring injury. He was still incredibly productive. It would take away a major point of your offense. You're not going to have TJ Hawkinson for at least probably the start for maybe a month of the season. So, yeah, I mean, look, if they get the King's ransom, I think I can be talked into it. But most I'd have to they'd have to really wow me into the trade. You know, the, the Vikings are openly shopping him. That would be, I think, a bigger problem. But, yeah, it's, it's mostly a non-starter for me. Ryan, how about you, man? Is trading Justin Jefferson a non-starter for you as well? No, he's got to go. Um, I, I love Justin Jefferson. He's all world. Absolutely a top three wide receiver in the league. I mean, can't say enough good things about him. But we have a lot of holes, right? You look at the Packers, and let's face it, we all hate the Packers. All right, we're Vikings fans. We hate the Packers. And I, I heard them this last game. They said the entire receiving core for the Green Bay Packers against the cap was $7 million. And we want to give this guy 34 to I don't think so, right? So I, I did some research. I was looking at some numbers, right? If you take a good look at it, um, the number one draft pick is around $40 million for the contract, $10 million per year. So if you kind of look to the middle, um, I would say the value of a number one pick or a, a first-round pick is around $6.5, $7 million a year. If you can trade Justin Jefferson second or two firsts and a second or maybe even just a first and a second, here's what happens. Right. You take thirty four, thirty five million dollars a year against the cap away because we're not signing him. Then you look at it on math side. You have two first round picks. That's about 13 mil per year. A second round picks about a million and a half, 14, 15 million. If you get rid of them, you're going to get three draft picks, possibly two within the first 50 picks. You're also going to free up about 20 million dollars a year, which allows you go out and sign another free agent, maybe two, you could potentially be looking at four or five really good key starters by eliminating him from the equation. I mean, you look at Puka Nakua, he's a fifth round draft, all the, all the records. Um, wide receivers in the college game right now today are more pro ready than they've ever been before. You know, and there, there's a surplus. I think if we can solidify the bigs with, with moving some things around, I think long-term and looking towards the Super Bowl, I think that would be a better answer. Although I love Justin Jefferson, I will say that. I don't know. I mean, you lay it out like that, man. I mean, there you could be, you could talk yourself into it totally. I mean, they're going to have some big contract decisions. Obviously, Kirk's being the biggest one that they have to cross. Then they have to figure out Jefferson. They have to figure out Derisaw. Um, there's going to be answers, or there's going to be big questions they have to answer. And if you're going to be logjamming a lot of this money, man, it's going to make life very difficult from a salary cap perspective and, and to make things um, easier on your roster. And, you know, you bring up Nakua, obviously like a guy like Stefan Diggs was a fifth round pick. You know, um, TJ Hawkinson was a second round pick. I know he was a tight end. Jordan Addison was found late in the first round. The Vikings have done a pretty good job at identifying or finding wide receivers, you know, sometimes that aren't first round studs. And they've also moved off of them when they felt that they can get something back in return that was significant. I know the Randy Moss trade didn't work out, but obviously trading Harbin worked out for them. Trading Stefan Diggs worked out for them. So yeah, I mean, I, I can, I'd have to be talked into it, but I can, I understand your point. And those were good points uh, obviously to make there too, my man. Um, boys, before we wrap up here, I'm, I'm curious, Dylan, I know you might have to shout out your wife because she's a Chiefs fan, but do you have any last takes? Do you have any shout outs you'd love to give here on Vikings Ventline? Yeah, I'd like to shout out the wife for dealing with my crazy football 
all the time, also family and friends, and my, one of my buddies who got me into the Vikings back in 09. Um, I guess a hot take or like uh, write that down prediction that you could probably do. Um, I would say the Bears are going to trade their first overall pick to the Minnesota okay. Vikings. Oh, wow. Because of what we've seen from Quazy, he isn't afraid to deal with everybody else in the division. He's done it with the Packers, he's done it with the Lions, could do it with the Bears. And I saw, I follow Jordan Addison on it. Jordan Addison on Instagram, and one of the comments said, see you soon, brother, and it was Caleb Williams. Yeah, God, I saw that. Could be foreshadowed. Who knows? I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, I I think the Bears are open for business. Do I think they'll trade that pick in the division? I don't think they will, but I I love the idea of the reckless nature. I know I love that little Caleb Williams uh, spicy piece of info and just a simple comment on Instagram, and of course, we take take it and run with it. Um, good takes and, uh, obviously good luck in your marriage too. And good luck on obviously Sunday and on divisional playoff weekend with the chiefs still playing football. Um, Ryan, how about you, buddy? Any, any last takes you'd like to give any shout outs you'd love to give the floor is yours. Well, I got to shout out my parents, of course, big Vikings fans. My mom is the typical Minnesota fan, right? She, she loves to complain about the Vikings and she wants cousins gone more than anything. Like me and her <laughs> argue all the time. Uh, my boy, J.R. Tardy, he actually turned me on to this show here a couple of years ago. So, But my takes is this, right? I think the, the games are won in the trenches. And where are the Vikings? They've been horrible in the trenches over the last several years. So whatever we have to do to solidify that, you look at a rookie quarterback, right? Or you bring in a, even a bridge quarterback. I believe just about any quarterback in the league can make the passes if they have time. The whole goal, right, of ball is to protect the quarterback, give your receivers time to develop routes. So you got to have really good players up front. And on the defensive side, you want to disrupt their timing. We need some people. We need we need a lot of help in the front uh, on the tackle part of the defensive line. We need a lot of help there to get after the quarterback. So I look at it. If we can solidify the bigs, get a center, get a defense, that's going to make every part of our game better because now the secondary, they can actually play back, do their job. They're not worried about blitzing all the time. The offensive line, the running game has been absolutely awful. And I think, I really think Ty Chandler's a player. He's special. Me and my boy, JR, he's like, this guy should be playing. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. When you watch him with the ball in his hands, absolutely special. But when he's getting contacted, literally the second he has the ball in his hand, it doesn't matter if you have Barry Sanders running the ball. He's not going to get any yards. So you got to give him some help. So if they can solidify the bigs, I think that's a positive step towards the Super Bowl for the Vikings. I love it, man. You got to build back up in the trenches. Absolutely. That's what made the Vikings, you know, 15 years ago so special was those defensive lines and offensive lines. And then they were able to, you know, plug and play some pieces. And they went to an NFC title game in 2009. Fellas, appreciate your uh, takes, your insight. Ryan from your truck, Dylan from uh, uh, down below the border there in Iowa. Appreciate you guys joining Vikings Ventline. And again, if anyone wants to get in on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Appreciate everyone listening and hitting that subscribe button for daily Vikings entertainment.